Is there a desire in you to not just attend revival, but live in revival? Welcome to the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Saldivar. I've been in revival for the last 10 years, as well as traveling and being a part of many revivals throughout the United States. I'm going to be sharing with you how to live a radical lifestyle of revival on a daily basis. John Ramirez, how are you doing tonight, brother? Oh, my brother, blessed, blessed, blessed to be here. It's, it's amazing. The first time we came on, man, man, I mean, uh, we talking about the devil had no chance in hell to, Come on. to mess around. You know, I believe in my heart. I mean, this is a time for this. People need to support your ministry. People need to come on board. People need to sow in good ground. I, I don't understand. You know, the, the hardest test for any believer is the money test. And, it, and if, God, if God is saying to you tonight, sow into this ministry, bless this ministry, we can continue to reach the highways and byways for the Lord. Come on. Breaking, destroying, dismantling, setting the camp on devil and fire, confusing the demons, paralyzing the first and second heaven, setting the captives free. And when you sow into ministries like ours, you know one thing happens, you become a partner in the spirit. And whatever we do, Come you on. get half a credit in heaven when you get there. And people don't understand that, it, that it's partnership. Jesus didn't need 12 disciples. You know, he could have done it all by himself, but he partnered with people. He partnered with people because he wanted to show the church how to partner together. You know, we touch and agree. The Bible says there's, there's power in unity. There's power in agreement. If you can't come in agreement, that means the devil got you. If you can't come Ooh. in agreement with me and this ministry, I mean, that means that the devil has a stronghold on you. And we need to break that stronghold tonight and know that, you know what? If God can trust you to sow, to give, to pray, to believe, and, and to stand together as the army of God, and we can do something special for the kingdom. Come on. And you know, we were talking about John earlier that so many churches right now, we know as we're traveling from church to church, they don't talk about spiritual warfare. One of the highest messages, I'm sure you get this all the time, is why doesn't my pastor talk about spiritual warfare? Why is nobody talking about the war that is going on? And I think, John, we've forgotten that we are in a spiritual war, that the devil is our adversary. And a lot of pastors say, well, Jesus won. We don't need to worry anymore about fighting. But you guys have to remember, according to the pattern scripture every time God gave a promise every time God gave a blessing every time God gave property or land or whatever it was God would say I'm going to give you this promise I'm going to give you this blessing but there's enemies that are occupying the land that I'm going to have to give you and you're going to have to go in there and fight those enemies Jesus yes has given us a brand new life but understand that there are enemies that are trying to occupy our promises there are devils that are trying to occupy our mind there are demons that are trying to occupy our will our emotions our marriages, our relationships. And so we have to go in there and we have to begin to make war against these demonic powers. We have to begin to make war in the supernatural realm. And if some of you that might be uh, some of our viewers that are new, John Ramirez has the craziest, I'll say this, the craziest testimony I've ever heard of coming out of, I don't even know the proper term, the satanic movement working, let's just say this, working for Satan himself. And so I told you this, John, earlier, if there's anybody I know that has validity or has the authority or the right to speak about about spiritual warfare or the spiritual realm it's you i mean you were literally in the kingdom of darkness and god snatched you up out of and now you're exposing the secrets of the enemy you're exposing the strategies and so guys when you hear him talking Amen. and praying prayers he's not praying out of the side of his neck this is not something we learned in bible college this is from him being on the other side he was behind enemy lines he was working for the devil for years and so what i asked him to do is maybe just share five or ten minutes of you know where you came from some of the stuff you were doing for the devil and give the people a little bit of a picture of you know the world you were living in you know you know what one of the things that you know god has a sense of humor because uh, 
I never signed up. There was no application for Christianity for me. There wow. was no uh, love. There was no love boat. You know, there was no choir. It, it was basically I came to the kingdom of darkness at the age of eight years old. I mean, there's 21 rows to the dark side. I was I sat on the first three rows to the dark side. The, the serious demonic. See, there's people in Hollywood that signed for the dark side because they want fame. I signed for the dark side because I wanted power. There's a difference between fame that you sell your soul for fame for something cheap. But I sold my soul for power because I know that in power I can kill, steal, and destroy. Wow. So in the kingdom of darkness, at the age of eight years old, I was already sitting. I was sitting in in in, in demon church with warlocks and witches and people that knew how to operate and people that were generals in the kingdom of darkness, how to move in the spirit realm more stronger and more faster, more stronger and more faster wow. than believers. Wow. Than believers. The church was a joke to us. Every time you talked about the church, it was a good joke. It was a wow. good joke. Those people, those people got nothing because they were spiritually anemic. So I knew how to understand. I know how to step into the spirit realm, leave my spirit, step into the spirit realm, do damage in your house, destroy your house, put witchcraft in your house, put witchcraft in your marriage, and then come back into my spirit and act, come back to the natural. So I knew how to astral project. I knew, I knew that, you see, you had, you had the real blood. You had the blood of Jesus. We had the blood of animals. Amen. And our own blood we used to drink. So, so in the demonic world, I grew up from the age of eight to the age of 35. My, I was so sold out to the demonic world. I was so sold out. I, I would sit with, there's people that can't sit with Jesus for an hour, and I would sit with the devil all night long. And talk to the devil, and you feel the presence of that animal in front of you, in front of your house. And he talks to your mind, he talks to your, he talks to your spirit, you talk to him back, and you address him with demonic tongues. I did that for 25 years. Of my, I, my demonic situation was so key in the demonic world, I became a general after 25 years in the demonic world. And it became so key that I was, I was, I was told to marry in Halloween. Wow. My so my demonic wedding, my my demonic wedding was in a. Uh, I met her on Valentine's. I met her on Mother's Day. No, my demonic wedding was on Halloween. Between Halloween and November, October thirty first, and on November first, the, the day of the dead, my 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 wedding was intertwined between those two demonic worlds. So I grew up in the demonic world for twenty five years, and in nineteen ninety nine, Jesus interrupted my life and took me to hell and brought me back. And once God takes you to hell and bring you back. You better say yes to Jesus Christ. Come on. And you know, I was thinking about if God can reach you, there's nobody. There's people watching right now that have been praying for their kid. They've been praying for their son. They've been praying for their daughter. They've been praying for their marriage. And they say, God, there's no way you can reach my son. There's no way you can reach my husband or my wife. And I thought about the fact that you were an answer to so many people in the church praying. I mean, you talk about getting an encounter with God and God coming to you and saving you and delivering you. Friend, I want to tell some of you in the chat tonight that there is hope for your marriage. There's hope for your family. This man was 35 years turned over to darkness and the Lord in one moment broke every shackle, broke every chain and has now raised him up as a voice of revival, a voice of awakening. And now he's literally exposing the demonic realm, exposing the supernatural warfare in the church, exposing the plans and the strategies of the enemy. And when we realize as a body of Christ, you know, John, I think when we start realizing that we're in a supernatural battle, we'll also start realizing 
realizing how much superficial stuff we do in the church, how much stuff we do in the church that only affects the natural realm, how much stuff we do in the in the church that only affects the temporary realm and not the eternal realm. And one thing I've listened to many of your testimonies, many of your teachings you always talk about is the fact that the church is focused on the natural and the witches and warlocks are focused on the spiritual. You talk about how Christians, you know, would struggle now, as you know, to pray for 30 minutes and used to stay up all night long, sacrificing, drinking blood, astro projecting, literally using spells and witchcraft to kill people. And meanwhile, we have believers that won't even save people, won't even spend 30 minutes praying for somebody, yet you are spending eight hours destroying people. And I think about that we as the body of Christ need to begin to get spiritual. We have leaders that have watered down spiritual warfare that have told you, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to fight it. And we talked about this earlier. One of the greatest lies is that if you leave the devil alone, the devil will leave you alone. And that's a lie from the devil. The devil is not going to leave you alone just because you leave him alone. I was reading today in Jeremiah chapter six, verses 14, where he talks about wicked leaders. And he said that from the least to the greatest of these leaders, they're ruled by greed. This is what Jeremiah says, not Isaiah Saldvar. He said, the prophets and the priests are frauds. And this is what he says. They offer super superficial treatments for my people's wounds and they give assurance of peace to people when there is no peace and one translation he says they dress up the wounds of my people as if the wounds are not even serious in other words here's what jeremiah was saying there is an entire church generation that is watering down supernatural warfare declaring peace saying that we're not at war your issues are not a big deal your demons are not a big deal generational curses are not a big deal and they're declaring everything's fine there's no war going on when god says there's actually a war going on this is why paul said in first corinthians 9 26 i don't fight like a man beating the air in other words i'm not just hitting the air and randomly fighting he says no, no i'm actually hitting the cause of problems i'm actually beating the cause of problems and guys understand spirits are the cause of problems when we try to get around the issues of spiritual warfare and the issues of demons and the issues of curses and even uh, john's gonna talk about tonight demons in the mind and the way the devil attacks the mind and we try to medicate demons we try to counsel demons we try to talk down or against spiritual warfare the bible says we're beating the air and a lot of pastors i'm going to say this before i turn it over i believe are exhausted not from fighting spiritual battles come on help me in the chat where are y'all at tonight we just hit 1,000 viewers not from fighting a not from fighting a spiritual battle but they're beating the air because they're trying to solve supernatural issues in the natural realm and the greatest lie the devil keeps telling us is that you can solve these issues in the natural but as we know there's a battle in the spirit there's a battle in your will there's a battle in your mind there's a battle in your emotions that is raging even right now welcome matt cruz thank you for being here bro that is raging right now that god is saying i'm getting ready and i prophesy over you tonight somebody's going to get set free in their mind somebody's going to get delivered from demonic spells demonic hexes and demonic bondages i believe we're going to give the devil a fever tonight and we're going to break some of this war you know i think even with this covid john there's a lot of war going on in the mind of the believer right now i believe god's getting ready to break some of that tonight amen 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 you know i i, I always go back to the theology of of the movie called unusual suspect that the greatest trick they ever pulled on the world that he never exists wow. i think he didn't pull that on the world he pulled that on the church he pulled that on the church he, the greatest trick they ever pulled on the church he don't exist, but there's people with infirmity. There's people being tormented. There's people right now running to Dwayne Reed, CBS, getting their medication Come because on. they can't live without their medication. 
there's people right now that they, they, they're struggling. They forced these cancer people out there that my grandmother had cancer, my mom had cancer, my aunt had cancer, and now I got it. How do you break that generational devil off your family once and for all? And then the, you got pastors that are telling you, you know, you got you got these churches. And, and again, I love pastors and I love leaders. But, you know, we have to tell the truth because yep. the truth will set you free. We got pastors saying, oh, Jesus paid it off at the cross. Oh, Jesus said, I, I paid it. Jesus said, it is finished at the cross. I give you everything that you need to fight the good fight of faith. Come on. You know, because even what you said earlier today, you said er earlier today that Jesus said, you know, I give you the promise, man, but you got to go in there and, and set it on fire. You know, you got to go in there and set it on fire. The devil, God said, I give you the blessing, but you got to keep the devil away from the blessing. God said, I've given you the promised land, but you got to keep the devil out of the promised land. Stop mm. giving the devil legal rights over what God has entrusted you with. How is that? That, you know, the church is like the book of numbers. You know, the, the scariest book in the Bible is the book of numbers. Because the book of numbers is a, is a church that came to a place after 40 years of churching. They grew up. They grew old, but they didn't grow up. Wow. You know, so this is, and they die in the desert. So God didn't call us to be a Moses generation to die in the desert. God called us to be a Joshua generation to be armed and dangerous. And we have forgotten, we have forgotten the first rule of engagement. When I was in the demonic, right? When I was in the demonic, my first rule of engagement in demonic church is to learn demonic spiritual warfare. Wow. Say that again. Wow. You know, so 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 when I was being trained at the age of old, I was learning how to put witchcraft on people, destroy people, dismantle people, take the real estate rights in the spare round. I know how to operate in the spare round. I know how to put demon demonic curses on you in the spare round so you can manifest in the natural. So I was learning all these things when the church was learning, uh when the church was just learning Gumbaya. Come on. So so where 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 the way how is it? that we, we dismantle the works of the enemy? How is it that we dismantle the curses? How is it that we dismantle generational uh, curses? A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of leaders, they talk about generational blessings, but they never talk about the generation of curses. Go there, go there. I mean, I mean so, so, so I'm sick, but I'm blessed. Come on. I got this devil tormenting my marriage, but I got a new car. So, so where, where, where do we start and confront the enemy? You know, we need to stop talking about the devil and confront him. Come on. You know, because one, one, it's one thing you could, you, could, you could talk about, someone could talk about you all they want, but when they confront you, it's a different story. You know, so, so we, we, we need to come to a place to understand and tell, the, and tell the enemy that Jesus came to break and destroy the works of darkness. And God left us here. You know, it's, it's like two prize fighters. They fight, one lose. One wants a rematch, right? So Jesus, the Bible said that Jesus saw Satan drop like lightning. I mean, he lost. And then Satan said, I want, I want a rematch. And Jesus said, okay, I'll leave the church on the earth. You get your rematch. Come on. <laughs> we, we're losing rounds. And, we, and we're pretending in our mind that we're winning the fight. Wow. Because the devil has incarcerated your mind to make you believe that you're winning the fight and that he created a Jesus. It's not the Jesus in the Bible. You have a new age Jesus. You have a Gumbaya Jesus. You have a mellow Jesus. You have a hippie Jesus in your mind. Because if you had the right Jesus in your mind, you will have the mind of Christ. Wow. And you can do, you can do war against the enemy's camp. Amen? I mean, there's something to think about.
So good. And I think what you said there about the mind is a lot of people don't realize the mind is the devil's playground. This is the place that the Mm -hmm. demons and, you know, we talk about I was talking recently about building how if you build something, you need permits to build. You need permission. You can't just go and build something at a random lot, you know, in the middle of a commercial property. You have to have permits. Even if you own the property, you need permits to build. And a lot of believers don't Mm -hmm. realize, I think, through the movies we watch, I think even right now, the news is becoming a permit for the enemy to to build in our lives for some people they're allowing the news to get them so freaked out and now the enemy builds with fear with anxiety with stress i have people writing me calling me saying i'm so stressed out i'm so anxious i don't know if i'm gonna lose my job i don't know if my family's gonna die i don't know what's going on and there's just this fear that's been going on and pumped into the mind of the believers and the enemy has come in and come and taken the mind captive come and built fortresses the bible calls them strongholds and these are literally military fortresses that the devil comes and builds in the mind of unbelievers and they make you think a certain way and so you might have that stronghold of you know men are this way and now for your entire life because your father did something to you as a kid well now you get married and your mind is men are this way and then you're in a relationship men are this way then you have kids men are this way and you have this stronghold or it's a or it's a stronghold of racism and you think this about a certain race and this is how these people are or you have a certain stronghold of pornography or lust some of you right now listening in the chat we're going to get real listen we have 1200 we just broke our last time we streamed record praise the lord i want to say this some of you in the chat right now you say we i have constant thoughts of lust everywhere i go when i see somebody jogging when i'm at the store my mind undresses people i mean you'd say that if you were honest you'd say that's the truth and meanwhile as john said you go to church praise the lord you lift your holy hands up but there's this battle that you're going on in your mind there's demonic warfare and no matter how much you pray and how much you know that roman says you're justified you're washed you're clean by the blood of jesus you've been forgiven your sins are thrown in the sea of forgetfulness we all know that's true and you quote that in your mind but there's still bondage and there's still strongholds even now in your mind and you feel like you're in a prison cell saying god would somebody help me and when somebody set me free and the worst thing we can do is when we come to our pastor instead of addressing it or confronting as john just said i love it instead of confronting it what do we do oh well maybe you just need to pray more maybe you just need to say the sinner's prayer again maybe you just need to do this well that's not what jesus said jesus said maybe the demons need to be cast out of you maybe the strongholds need to be broken maybe you're in bondage in the spiritual realm and we need to break the bondages we need to pray as you talk about arsenal prayers prayers that would assault the kingdom of darkness prayers that i feel the holy ghost tonight prayers that would cancel out the demonic strategies and the demonic assignments of the enemy i believe we need to now let the power of god come into our mind transform our mind break us free in our mind some of us are trapped in a prison in our mind and the lord says i want to set you free as much as you prophesy you know i have the mind of christ there's still people battling because they've not allowed the holy spirit to come in and to eradicate those demonic powers that are attacking and dwelling in the mind now i know you've told us that when you were in witchcraft used to put spells on people's minds used to put witchcraft on people's minds we know witchcraft works in the mind it confuses the mind and people would you just talk a bit about even that some of the battle in the mind that we deal with yeah, you know, this is I mean, in my witchcraft days. I want to just say this slow. In my witchcraft days, my job was to interrupt your mind. Mm. My job was to interrupt your mind because if I can interrupt your mind, I can weaken your thought and then I can incarcerate, incarcerate your mind. So my job was to get into your spiritual space 
once you give me permission to come into a spiritual space, I mean, you give me legal rights. Wow. See, I'm breaking something down. So, so people, good. you need to keep your guards up. You need to keep your guards up because if you give me permission to come into your spiritual space, I mean, you give me legal rights. And then once I got the legal rights, that means I have the key of your mind. I have the keys of your mind. And when I have the keys of your mind, my thing is to inter my thing is to interrupt your thoughts. Because if I can interrupt your thoughts, I can weaken your mind. And if I weaken your mind, I incarcerate your mind. Well, how do you do that, John? How you used to do that, John? But I'm going to tell you how I used to do it. Yeah, I used to do it through words. Through words. Words of fear. Words of worry. Words. See, these mm. words got power. They got negative, demonic powers. Fear, worry, anxiety, torment. I would do, I would, I remind you of a trauma situation wow. to bring you back to that place. I would remind you, I would bring you, I would vision, I would bring you into a visualized situation in your mind to a trauma place. That's why the devil brings you back to situations in the past that he's still tormenting wow. you and you haven't cut the rope. And another thing I will do, I remind, I will remind you of painful moments in your life. And then I will remind you of, of, of a betrayal that took place in your, in your life because it, it will contaminate, it will weaken, it will interrupt your mind. And then I will have assets, assets over your mind, your thinking, your thought. I have your personality. I would I would I would distort your personality, your character, because I started the battlefield of mind and you let me in and you never heard me, you never heard the footsteps come into your mind. Wow. And it's called my it's called mind control. It's called mind control. So the you know, even the Bible said that with the mind, the Bible said this with the mind we serve the Lord. Wow. It is with the mind that we serve the Lord. Why are you letting the devil change the channel of your mind when the Holy Spirit should be holding the remote control of Come your on. mind? You know, we need to have forward thinking. Amen? Go ahead, my brother. We need to have forward thinking. So good, yes. And I think a lot of people, you know, they, as you said, they dwell on things. And I've even seen in deliverance, when someone's casting demons out, they'll say, well, let's go back. Or in counseling, this is a famous strategy. Let's go back to that moment where that happened. I tell people all the time, we don't bring people back. We bring people forward. We're not trying to go back because mm -hmm. the devil wants to remind you of that pain or that hurt to open up, as John just said, to open up those spiritual doors to try to get himself back in. And I believe as we even talk about this stuff, even now there's people in the chat right now that are going oh my gosh this is starting to make sense now because we're exposing the plans of the enemy when we talk about his strategies understand guys when we talk about the strategies of the enemy we're actually exposing them this is why paul in second corinthians 2 11 says so satan won't outsmart us we need to be familiar with his evil schemes now some of you might say well we don't need to talk about this or talk about that but god says Paul says, Paul inspired by the Holy Spirit says, here's the thing. If we don't talk about or expose the schemes of the enemy, then we're going to be outsmarted by the enemy. We need to know the tricks and the schemes of the enemy because what the devil has done in the church is the devil tries to hide his strategies. He tries to hide his secrets. That's why every time you sin, the devil tells you don't tell anybody. He does not want his strategies to be brought to the light because whatever gets brought to the light, loses its power some of you right now say well how do i break out of the sin you expose it to the light of christ you expose the sin in your life that's why the bible says that that's why paul says in ephesians 6 that we're fighting rulers of darkness the devil rules in darkness and god rules in the light understand that's why the bible says if we confess our sin one to another he who is faithful and just to forgive us and wash us and purify us of all uncleanliness why because we've confessed it to somebody else and we've now brought it into the light when you expose 
knows it and brings it under the lordship of Christ and takes it out of the lordship of darkness. If there's secrets in your life, you have to know this. Those secrets are under the power of darkness. They're under the lordship of darkness. Think about the plans of the enemy. Think about the occult. Think about all these other false religions. Every single one of them are hidden. Every single one of them are secretive. Every single one of them are meeting in secret societies. Even the Mormons, even the Jehovah Witnesses, um, even the Catholics, they're secret societies and, and secret meetings and places only certain high levels can go. And and John shared that before in our last, last podcast that so much of what he did, he had to do it in darkness and in secret because the enemy knows he doesn't have enough power to fight the church. And if the church finds out about it, they'll have the power to defeat him. But watch this. Watch how crazy God is. God says, I'm so powerful and so bad in a good way, by the way. I'm so bad and powerful that I'm going to write a book that tells my military strategy. I'm going to write a book called Revelation and I'm going to let the enemy know my plan and my strategies. It's all going to be in the light. And I'm so powerful that even though the devil knows the plan of God, the devil can't stop the plan of God. Even though the devil knows what happens in Revelation, the devil can't stop what happens in Revelation because our God is a God of light and our God is a God that exposes. Our God is not a God of darkness. Our God does not hide. Our God is not secretive. And you have to understand that the power of God wants to break out and wants to expose you. The best thing that could ever happen to you tonight, listen to me tonight loud and clear, y'all. The best thing that could ever happen to you is for God to expose you. If you've ever heard the testimony of a preacher or a person that's been exposed, they're going to always go, man, the best thing that ever happened was God exposed my sin. Because understand, it's the grace of God that exposes what's in the darkness. It's not the judgment of God. It's not the spanking. Although it feels like a spanking, God is not abusive. God chastises, the Bible says, them that he loves because God wants us to break out of this. It was the grace of God. Think about Samuel, and I'll I'll turn it over here in a second, but think about Samuel, the prophet called out Saul and literally exposes Saul, and Saul's all mad. Why are you exposing me? And then Samuel says, rebellion is of the sin of witchcraft. In other words, when you disobey God, listen to this, guys, and keep things in the darkness, you give into a witchcraft spirit, and the spirit of witchcraft is simply being led by another spirit that's not the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, some of you, the only spirit you need to be led by is the Holy Spirit. And what happens when you start following other spirits, other different types of spirits, you start having chaos chaos in your life. When you give in to sins of lust, you're following the spirit of lust. When you give in to sins of anger, you're following the spirit of anger. And Samuel said, Saul, the Lord's exposing you because he wants to heal you. He wants to deliver you. Tonight, the Holy Spirit is exposing the works of darkness so that the works of darkness will be broken off of your mind. I speak over somebody right now that God is beginning to expose those areas, those secret sins. The Bible says one day the secrets of men will be judged. One day the Bible Bible says everything done in the light will be everything done in the darkness will be brought to the light and I'm here tonight saying listen if there's anything in darkness Lord expose it because I need the power of darkness broken off of my mind broken off of my will broken off my emotions amen 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 to that big time big time hallelujah you know one thing I I want to I just want to I just want to say something to the people yes that are, that, that are listening I want I want to say this slow the mind is the battleground where the where the where the battleground, the place where the greatest affliction takes place. Wow. The place where the greatest conflict takes place. The greatest conflict takes place. And and and, and this is the thing I want people to catch. Your struggle is not out there. That's what the devil wants you to believe. Your struggle is in here. Wow. Because the devil understands that if you can keep you occupied out there, he can beat you here. 
And the devil understands that the battlefield is in the mind. So the, the devil understands he distracts you with the things out there because you become a carnal Christian. A carnal uh -huh. Christian, you, you don't see things in the spirit realm. You see things in the natural. So now you think, is this person messing with you? Your job is messing with you? Your wife is messing with you? Your husband? But the devil is saying, I'm, taking, I'm occupying your mind because I'm beating you here. If you can't beat the devil here, you can't beat him out there. And that's, and that's a lot of Christians are fighting the devil out there. But the devil has own real estate rights in your mind. Wow. And you're fighting the fight out there, but the fight starts here. Because if you can beat them here, you can beat them out there. But now the devil has changed the game on you. He has you out there distracted, thinking that the, the battle is out there, but the battle is within. And we, we need to come to a place to understand. The Bible says, renew your mind every day. Come on. Renew your mind every day. That means, what was the last time you gave your mind a tune-up? Come on. What was the last time you you gave your mind a tune-up? What was the last time you gave the mind to the Holy Spirit to inspect your mind, to inspect your soul, to inspect your spirit? Wow. Because we we drive it, but we haven't taken our mind and given it a tune-up. And 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 and, and, and any 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 way the devil can get into your mind, he knows that he want any way he can get into your mind, he's setting up legal rights. Legal rights. And 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 this is something that is this is so powerful with altar calls. Uh, many places I have preached, people, the first thing they say, I can't sleep. I can't rest. My mind is being tormented wow. because no longer you have the mind of Christ. The devil has stolen your mind. And now he's operating here, but you try to fight him out there. And the devil understands that if you can stop worrying about there and fight him in here, you can beat him out there. Mm. And I think we need to pray that God would search our mind. You know, I've been, I've been praying and asking God for years, God, I want my thought life to be renewed. I want my thought life. I think about, can you Amen. imagine, guys, think about this. Can you imagine plugging in a cord into your mind and then for one day on screen, all of your thoughts being on the screen? I mean, every one of us would freak out if everyone was able to see our thought life. Yet the Bible says, so a man thinketh, so a man becomes. So it starts literally before it manifests in your life, it manifests in your mind. That's why people say, I'm having anxiety attacks. I'm having panic attacks in your mind and the Holy Spirit wants to relief you or set you free in your mind give you the mind of Christ renew your mind now one thing I'll say is a major way that we get set free from demonic powers in our mind is reading the Word of God if there is one thing about our generation is we don't know the Word of God we don't read the Word of God we are a very lazy generation we are a generation that is addicted to fast we're a fast generation everything's now instant Instagram Facebook uh, YouTube everything has to be now 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 fast 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 and the Word of God you have to sit down and you have to let the word of God come in and begin to transform the Bible says God's word is like a shattering hammer that breaks walls that breaks strongholds the word of God is a hammer and the way that these strongholds or these fortresses get broken down is by the word of God is by reading the word of God you can't rely on somebody else to get you free you can't rely on somebody else to break you out of the prison in your mind yes of course we can drive demons out of you of course we can do deliverance on you but there is freedom that guys listen to me there is freedom that only comes when you get in the word of God there is freedom that only comes when you get in the place of prayer and your thought life begins to change the Bible says to take thoughts 
captive that exalt themselves above the knowledge of God. Literally, God is saying you need to arrest these thoughts. Every time these thoughts come, instead of dwelling on them, instead of encouraging them, when you have all these thoughts of, well, I wish my marriage could be this way, or I wish this could have been this way, I wish this would have been this way, and you're constantly dwelling and fantasizing about somebody else's marriage, fantasizing about somebody else's job, fantasizing about somebody else's ministry, as John just said, you're giving the devil real estate or area to build in your mind. By your thoughts, you're giving the enemy permit, an area, permit. a permit to build, <laughs> yes. And you're saying, okay, devil, I'm going to let you go ahead and build on this. This is why people have anxiety attacks and panic attacks yeah. is because uh -huh. they let Amen. the enemy come and build in areas of your life. So what do we do? We bulldoze those thoughts down by these type of this type of preaching. We bulldoze those thoughts down by the word of God. We bulldoze those thoughts down by preaching. When you're hearing the preaching of the word of God, you're not hearing a natural man preach. When you're going into spiritual warfare, this is God speaking to you tonight, saying it's time to get your mind delivered and free. That's why Paul says Amen. that we are part mind. Our soul is the mind, the will, and the emotion. This is why Paul said to the church of Thessalonica, I pray that you'd be whole in your mind, your will, and your emotion. Paul recognized the mind was part of the soul. Now we know the soul is where the enemy can come in and try to infiltrate. The devil can't mess with your spirit. You have the Holy Spirit and the same spirit that raised Christ, but the devil will try to infiltrate the mind of the believer and start slowly building. And then what happens is years go by and you been dealing with this stuff in your mind for years tormented and then you look back and say well where did this start well it started when you were dwelling or fantasizing or daydreaming people don't realize daydreaming is demonic when you're literally sitting there lost in a fantasy thinking about what your life should have been or what could have been if you stayed with that ex-boyfriend or what could have been if this happened and we start fantasizing and giving the devil legal right in our mind but God is saying it's time to dwell on the word of God this is why I tell people you need to memorize the scripture G D David didn't say I've hidden your word in my phone that I might not sin against you. He said, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I know the word of God. I've memorized the word of God. If we look at what God, Jesus used in spiritual warfare against the enemy was the word of God. Jesus said, it is written. <laughs> you know, John, one of the things is our generation doesn't know how to fight because they don't know what's written. They're trying to fight the enemy, but, you, you, but they don't know what's you, written. Go for it. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, it's crazy, man. This is crazy. I got, I got, I got it. We, we, we didn't talk today. You and I didn't talk at mm. all. I mean, we didn't talk. We didn't compare notes or anything like that. Just to show, I just want people to know that the Holy Spirit, we're on the same channel. Come on. Because, I mean, I was, I was, when you was tuning up your equipment, tuning up your stuff, I told you I was writing a scripture down. God gave me. And you quoted the scripture. Come on. You know, second, 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 second Corinthians 5, you know, cast down every argument, everything that hides, everything that rises up against the will of God. I mean, I'm just paraphrasing. You, you quoted the scripture. God gave me that scripture. You know, casting down, casting down every argument, every high place, everything that exalts itself, right, against against the knowledge of, of, of God. You know, we, we're talking about this situation. Also, I wanted to, I just wanted to know that this is this is what's going on today, man, right now at this moment. This is so spiritual. This is so mm. Holy Spirit right now that, that what God is doing. Another thing I want to share with you, you know, how do you save your mind? How, we, we were talking right now. You were saying, I mean, it's like I like if I text you my notes come on you know what i mean <laughs> come on. Like, you know how, how do you save your mind people how, how do you save your mind and and and, and, and we, you were just saying it and, and we never we didn't compare no how you save your mind through the word of god through mm. the word of god and, and what, what what is the word of god does through the word of god spirit mind and soul mm. i got it written out here 
spirit mind and soul we're talking about and then they say and, and then i have it here the engrafted word of god the engrafted the bible said the engrafted, saves your you saves your it saves your soul then grasp the word of God, save your soul. Now you and I, we like tag teaming here because we didn't share notes, we didn't share Come ideas, we, we didn't, we didn't, we, we didn't, we didn't take a week to, to to put this together. It's all Holy Spirit telling the people, you know, it, it's Jesus in the wilderness, right? Jesus in the wilderness. When the devil came at him, the devil didn't come for Jesus. He came for his mind. Wow. He understood that if he can distort his mind, he can distort the plan of God out of his life. He knew, the devil knew that if he can get into Jesus' mind, that's what Jesus said. When he came from me, he found nothing in me because Jesus beat him with the word. Mm, come on. Jesus beat him with the word. And that's what the word says. The word says, the word says that your word, the word, the word of God will heal, will heal your mind, your soul, and your emotions. Hey, I got it right now. You know, and it will transform you from there on. It will transform you. It will transform you. It, it, it will renew you. It will make you like Christ alike. But we, we, we lose the word. And if you lose the word, you lose the fight. Mm. That's why Jesus hit the devil wow. in the wilderness. What Jesus didn't call Jesus didn't call warring angels. He didn't get on, he didn't get on his cell phone and say, Let me call back up. Jesus had the word. Jesus is the written word. He hit the devil with the word. He said, It is written. The word says it is written. The, I mean the devil had no place in him because it was the word of God, the engrafted word of God. To set the person free. And not that Jesus needs to be set free because he Jesus is God. But I'm talking about us. And then wow. the word said that the, is the engrafted is it is the engrafted word that able to save your soul. The engrafted word, right? Like you say, that I got the word hidden in my heart. The engrafted word hidden wow. in my heart. We talking together, we talking one, we talking one melody here. The word of God. And 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 and, and then it says it says here. It says, you know, that what the word of God does for you, it saves your mind, your soul, and your emotions. It brings healing, and healing brings transformation. Come on. And the devil doesn't stand a chance when you're playing on that level. When, you, when you're riding with Jesus on that level. You built from the end. You built your inner man. You built your inner man. I don't care how raging it's out there. As long as I got peace, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken in my inner man. And then graft the word of God that saves my soul, that renews my mind, that sets me free. I don't sit on thoughts. I don't sit on situations. That's Come what on. happened to uh, great preachers. Great preachers like, like, like uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Carson Pilsen. Great preachers. He let the devil sit in his mind and mm. took his ministry. Charles Temperton. A man that was sat with Billy Graham, graduated at the same year, Billy Graham, the same school. The people said that he was more charismatic than Billy Graham. The devil stole his mind, and he came back to Jesus at the age of 90. I mean, the first book he wrote, when he renounced his ministry, it was called Farewell God. And this is a man wow. that sat in his office, and he let the devil sit on his mind over a picture of an African woman with her dead baby. He started to let the devil play in his mind. Sit. When you let the devil sit on your mind, when you did the death the level sit in mind, he fragments you. But when you let God sit in your mind, he makes you whole. Come on. And I think, you know, one thing I wanted to talk about as we talk about the spiritual warfare and a principle I want you guys to realize is that the the main motivation of why we do these live streams of why we teach on deliverance of why we're talking about casting out demons of why we're talking about breaking hexes and spells and generational curses is 
People around us deserve to be set free. You know, I was reading today, Luke 13, the Bible talks about the woman that was crippled by an evil spirit. The Bible says the religious people wanted her to come another day. They didn't want her to get healed that day. They didn't want her to get delivered that day. And I think in the church, we oftentimes do this. We say, oh, just come to our deliverance conference once a year. Come to our healing conference once a year. Come to our once a year camp meeting where you get filled with the Holy Spirit or come to a special event that we have once a year and we we relocate or allocate deliverance and breakthrough and miracles to just once a week or once a, a lifetime or once a year but you have to understand the very reason why we gather as the body of Christ is so that people could be healed is for people like this that the Bible says she's bent over by an evil spirit and by the way guys she was in the church going to church in the house of God yet crippled mm-hmm. by an evil spirit there are many of you watching right now that are crippled in your mind by evil evil spirits and God is saying tonight I want to straighten out your mind I want to straighten out your thinking some of you can't even remember what it feels like to have peace in your mind some of you can't remember what it feels like to have rest in your mind or to have normal thoughts some of you have been having perverted thoughts for so long you say Isaiah and John I don't even remember what it's like to not have to battle constant thoughts of perversion but God is saying I don't want to deliver you in a week or two weeks or a year but today is your day don't wait another day you need to let the enemy know tonight you are not my mind is not your home my body is not your home I am a son of Almighty God I'm tired of living my life bound by demonic powers I'm tired of living my life having constant sexual thoughts I'm tired of living my life I had someone telling me last week I have constant sexual thoughts of you know this was a guy telling me I have constant thoughts of men and nobody knows this but I'm constantly attracted to men he said I would never act on it I would never do it he said but I have constant thoughts and this guy spends his whole life battling homosexual thoughts because the Christian church, the believers in the body of Christ are saying, oh, we'll deal with that another day. Oh, we don't deal with spiritual warfare. Guys, people deserve to be free. The religious people have forgotten that the power of God is living on the inside of us and God has anointed you and called you. And Jesus is going, wait a minute, come another day this lady's been 18 years bound so let me ask you guys in the chat this question how much longer are you going to live your life bound in your mind bound in your emotions bound in your will going church after church after church sunday after sunday after sunday praising singing and worshiping and then going right back to that same mental prison of anxiety of worry of depression that you've been living in jesus says you've been bound long enough how much longer do you want to wait to get delivered how much longer are you going to wait till you get it together some of you are saying well i'll just serve them another day i'll come deliver listen there's 1300 of you right now there's many of you if we're being honest that are not serving god and in your mind you're saying well i'll just serve another day i'll just deliver another day he'll save me another day it was like pharaoh when the plagues of the frogs came and he said well tomorrow i'll let you guys free and tomorrow you could break the plague and they spent another night with frogs why are you spending another night in jezebel's bed why are you spending another day at Delilah hanging out Delilah's barbershop why are you spending another day having naps with Bathsheba why don't you tonight say Lord I'm in a divine moment right now you brought me into the stream for such a time as this and tonight I'm going to get breakthrough in my mind let me tell you what Jesus said to her and I'll pass it back over here here's what Mm -hmm. Jesus said he says isn't it right that she gets loosed on the Sabbath isn't it right that she gets delivered friend you have to realize our friends and family it is their right to get healed and delivered 
delivered by your hands. Let me say that again, because some of y'all didn't catch it. I said, your friends and family, it is their right for you to set them free and deliver them. It's their right to get delivered. It's their right to get set free. It is wrong if we don't engage in spiritual warfare. Some of you aren't getting this. It is wrong and unbiblical for a believer to be on the sidelines instead of the front lines when God has called you to battle. God has called you. If you're listening to my voice, you have been anointed and called not to be some weak, anemic, Sunday morning, babysat, grasshopper Christian that's going to go into the promised land and say, oh my gosh, there's giants. We're never going to be able to do it. Pastor will never be able to overcome. You have to be like a Caleb and a Joshua and say, listen, there might be giants in the land, but didn't God say that giants were going to be our breakfast? Didn't God say that we are going to conquer every demonic power, every demonic spirit, that we are not just overcomers, but we are more than overcomers? Friend, it's time for you to engage in spiritual warfare. Well, Isaiah, I don't know where to start. How about just start by praying? How about just start by going in as John said he used to astral project for 10 hours how about trying praying for 10 minutes and in prayer you need to be like a spiritual sniper and you need to put your reticle and your bullseye on your friends and family and say I'm going to target them in prayer the same oh I feel the Holy Ghost in my office right now the same way that the devil targets us we need to start targeting people in prayer so if the devil's targeting your kids with depression if the devil's targeting your kids with anxiety if the devil's targeting your kids with witchcraft then what are you going to do you're going to target Target them in your prayer closet. You're going to target them with the word of God. You're going to target them in worship. Start putting a target on the people you want God to save and watch God begin to release power over them, begin to release deliverance. But don't sit here and cry to us and say, oh, well, I'm just in bondage when you're not even praying. Don't sit here crying about your bondage and crying about you haven't been delivered and crying about how you need a man of God to prophesy over you when you don't spend any time praying fasting and calling out to God saying, God, I'm going to stand in the gap. It is my responsibility. I can't say this loud enough as a believer to engage in spiritual warfare. It's not for your neighbor. It's not for your coworker. It's all of our call to fight this spiritual battle. Amen. Amen. One thing, one thing I, I, I want to say something. It might, it, it's going to sound crazy. And it's not going to sound too good for people. Come on. And I'm going to just keep it real. I'm going to keep it real. The reason your family's bound the reason your family is not set free, the reason your family doesn't come to Jesus, because they see your pitiful life being bound. Wow. And they say, well, that's the church. And you're bound. And that's the church. You got stronghold. And that's the church. You have, you're anemic. Well, why would I want that? And mm. if you're not an example, and you're not the only Bible that your family sees, and they don't see the salvation of the Lord through you, the freedom of God through you, and then how are they going to be attracted to Jesus Christ? Wow. When you are bound, you you see that stronghold. You they see your they see they see they see things that maybe people in the church don't see. They see your your drinking. They see your hanging out. Wow. They see your, your craziness. They see all these things going on, and they say, "But you got Jesus, and look at what you look like." What would I want that? So how is how is it? We need to be set free tonight. We need to come to salvation, real salvation tonight. Not that not that new age salvation that you cater to. You know that the new age salvation. You know or, or that. You know, there's, there's people that rather have a pity. They rather they have a have a pity party. One time I was doing an altar court, and this lady came, and uh, this lady came, and she wanted heal. I said, well, "You want healing?" She said, "No, I don't want to lose my social security check." Wow. So, 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 there's people right now. You might not get a social security check, but you don't want to lose a pity party. Wow. Okay. So we we need to make a decision tonight. We need to make a decision tonight. Either you're gonna go with Jesus, or you're not. Are you going to be the, the, the five wise virgin and have oil in your lamp when you finish your race? Or are you going to, are you going to try, you're going to try to pay for some oil 
because you don't have you, you don't have the anointing. God's not gonna give the anointing to lazy people. Wow. So you you need to make a decision tonight. God's not gonna trust you with the kingdom when you're lazy. God's not gonna trust you with kingdom when you when you're entertaining. You know the the, the church is Delilah. The, the, the church the church is in the lap of Delilah, the lap of the world. That's what the church wow. is at. In the lap of Delilah, in the lap of the world. We need to come out of the world. Come among, come out from among them. Come out from among them. From whatever you're struggling with. God does God is okay with a struggling genuine believer. Mm. But not the one that not the one that's playing both sides of the fence. Wow. Today you love God, tomorrow you're sleeping with the devil. So there, there's a place here that we need to come to a place and bring your Isaac to the altar. Stop bringing your Ishmael come to on. Jesus. You know, I wanted to ask you, Amen. so coming out of the satanic world, coming out of literally you worked, as some of you know, that you might be just jumping in here personally for the devil, in that kingdom, that satanic kingdom you're working for, I know you were talking about in the last podcast, you used to go to nightclubs and recruit people and, you know, do all the spells and people and you were kind of like a spiritual hitman. What was the perception in the satanic world? Because obviously none of us, well, maybe some of us, but most of us watching have no clue what it's like being in the satanic realm or the satanic world. What was their view of the church? What did they think? What did they think when they looked at the church? I mean, were you guys afraid of the church? Were you afraid of believers? Were you afraid of, you know, you drive down the road and see a church? Were you afraid or what was your guys' perception towards the body of Christ when you were doing all this stuff? My, my brother, I'm gonna I'm gonna be graphic, be, and I go don't ahead. mean to offend nobody. The church was a joke to me. I would sometimes stand in front of church and, and pull out my private part and pee on the door wow. of the church because I didn't give two crafts about the church because the church it didn't mean nothing to me. It was wow. a joke. And the reason I didn't want to come to Jesus not because I didn't want to love Jesus, even though He took me to hell and brought me back, it was because I didn't want to hang out with weak people. Wow. See, the, I, 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 the people that I was hanging out with, the people in the demonic world, they, was, they were demonic spiritual snipers. They knew how to put witchcraft on you. They knew how to take your territory. They knew how to destroy you. They, I, seen, I seen the devil do more damage in the kingdom of, uh, of darkness to, to, to people than when I seen, I seen the church do damage to the devil. Wow. So what would I want to play in your, what would I want to play in your team? I don't want to play in your team. I don't want to be a Christian. I don't want to be signed up for this thing. This is foolish. It's stupid. I don't want to be part of this. I want to be part of something that I see power. Wow. I see things move in the spirit. I see, I see things uh, take over. You know, I suffer to take over. Take over your land. Take over your property. Take over your mind. Take over your soul. Take over your spirit. Take over your home. Take over your family. Take over your wife. Take over your job. I incarcerate you in many ways in one. I saw that for 25 years. I, I even sat down with people that we sat down and we took human bones and we sand them down. Human bones. We took them. We sand human bones down. We were getting, we were ready to do stuff. But the church is asleep. Wow. Where would I want to go to the battlefield with you when I don't even trust you? Come on. You know, it's like saying, why am I going to go to a street fight with you when, when I know that you, you when, when I look, you're running home. You know, so, so th that was my, uh, my mindset. So I, I, I didn't care nothing about the church. I mean, the church, I was spit in the door of the church. I didn't care because you didn't have nothing. You couldn't confront me. You know, the, the funny thing, the, the only thing that I got confronted on, that when I used to actually project and I came to Cursed Neighborhood, there was a few Christians in the spirit round that knew how to go in the spirit round and stop my assignment and wow. avoid my mission that night. Wow. So you're saying actual believers were able to stop warfare. you in the spirit. Yeah, in the spirit, because I would actually project there was neighborhood that I was assigned to to curse and, 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 and weaken it because if I can weaken the neighborhood, I can weaken the people and I can weaken the ministry. So I would, I would actually project going to those neighborhoods as I was flying in. There was a group of people. They knew how to get into the spirit round. They were Christians because they dressed like Christians. They would dress funny. 
right? So I know they were Christians, but they knew how to get into the spirit realm and they knew how to pray spiritual warfare. Wow. And that's how I was, they, were, they were able Ooh, to cancel the my Ghost. assignment and cancel my mission. And now they were frustrating me to the very end because they, I, I couldn't get nothing on them. I couldn't touch them. I couldn't take over their property and their real estate. And, and that night, I wasted my time actually projecting because they wanted to fight. So when Christians, you're saying that when believers have a prayer life, you weren't afraid of the church, but you were afraid of believers that would pray because in that place of prayer, they were actually warring against you in the spirit. I'm sure they didn't realize they were in the spirit fighting you, but not knowing their prayers were actually bringing warfare against oh, they, you. Oh, they, they knew. They knew they were in the spirit fighting me. Wow. Because they knew the assignment. They knew how to get into the spirit. They were spiritual snipers. They were, they were spiritual snipers. They were fearless. They were, they, they were unmovable. They were unshakable. They knew spiritual warfare. So they knew that with the arsenals that they had, they were able to paralyze me in the spirit realm. Wow. And so what was your thought even that night coming out from that, the, how rare it was that Christians actually fight or how rare? Because obviously you didn't encounter that all the time because you were saying how you oh, were no, putting no, spells that was, that and hits was, on people. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 was, that was like, that was like, that was like uh, a need on a haystack. Wow. Christian that will wow. come out that way. And, 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 and I, was like, I was like, where they come from? Who, who are these people? I mean, I control the spirit round. I control the atmosphere. I control the environment in the spirit round. Why are they, why are they taking over? They're changing the channel. They're changing the atmosphere. They, they're putting up the heat. And it blows my mind because as you're saying this, I'm just being reaffirmed that right now, as I said it last week, the devil has gone unchallenged for so long in the church. Mm -hmm. We have not raised yeah. up a standard. We have not challenged yeah. darkness uh -huh. and we are so afraid and it is demonic in its nature. We are so afraid of going to the gates of hell and bringing them down. We are so afraid of assaulting. I believe that right now we have a church that is so on the defense that we're never actually going on the offense and bringing the fight to the enemy. We already know Jesus said mm -hmm. that I'm going to build a church that the gates, which gates are a defensive weapon, y'all, the gates of hell won't mm -hmm. prevail because Jesus says I'm looking for a church that would be on the offense not the defense we have to stop waiting around listen we're exposing the devil tonight you need you believers need to stop waiting around for the devil to come steal your lunch and say it's time for us to get aggressive you know as you're saying that John I was thinking I really believe that one of the reasons why we struggle to battle is because we can't see the battle we're fighting with our eyes we are fighting spirits and you can't see spirits with your natural eyes now this the words spirit in the Hebrew is literally the same word for wind. If you take the word spirit and the word wind, it's the same word. And the reason why it is, is because you can't see the wind, but you can see the implications or the product of the wind. So for instance, if there's wind, you'll see leaves blow. You'll see dust come off the ground. You can feel the wind. You can see things react from the wind in the uh, in an unseen reality okay so that word spirit when we're fighting when we're talking about spiritual warfare we're talking about fighting demonic spirits understand that spirits mm -hmm. work the same way guys so you can speak you can see people addicted although you don't see the spirit of addiction you can see that addiction is at work with that spirit so you see people that have crazy fits of rage and although you can't see with your natural eyes the spirit of rage you can see the spirit of rage is at work if you see the murders 
or these heinous crimes, and some of you like the crime documentaries like me, you're a nerd, okay? You can see people murdering or serial killers, and although you can't see the spirit of murder in the sense of your natural eyes, you can see the spirit of murder at work. When you see people committing adultery, you don't see the spirit of adultery, but you see the result of the spirit of adultery. So just because we don't see the spirits, I think a lot of pastors don't engage in spiritual warfare because they say, well, I can't see what I'm fighting. Understand that you're living in an unseen realm. You are living in a heavenly realm. That's why Jesus told the woman at the well, God is spirit. Let me say it again. God is spirit. God is not natural. Okay, you don't go into your office and then God appears and you can touch his hands. God is a spiritual God and we need to fight in the spirit. That's why in 2 Kings, you know, I was reading today, John, in 2 Kings six seventeen, where the king was trying to kill Elisha and Elisha's servants wake up and they're surrounded by chariots and Elisha basically tells his servant, listen, there's more for us than there are against, there's more on our side than on their side. And the servant does what all of you in the chat would do. Elisha, you're crazy. There's chariots all around us. In the natural, there's enemies all around us we are going to die and the servant starts freaking out i can imagine he's hyperventilating he's having a panic attack and then elisha prays lord let him see what i see and then all of a sudden the servant realizes that there's chariots of fire and horses surrounding the enemy understand that in the spirit there was a war taking place that he could not see but just because he couldn't see it doesn't mean it wasn't happening that's why the bible talks about the gift of discerning of spirits we're able to discern if a spirit is from God's kingdom or from the demonic kingdom and I'm telling you guys it's time that we get the spirit of discernment the gift of discernment eyes to see in the spirit our prayer should be Lord let me have ears to hear let me have eyes to see because we need to understand that there is a spiritual war and just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not real yeah you know one one thing you know one thing I want to say add to what you're saying People need the number one lie of the church, number one lie in the church, the number one lie in the church at large, the lying devil in the church at large. And when you ask people about spiritual warfare or things that happen in life, the number one lie is I'm waiting on God. Come God on. is waiting on you. Say it. God is waiting on you. The number one lie in the church when you smell like you smell like toast and you got a spiritual black eye and you're missing spiritual teeth and your life, your life is decayed because the devil hit you so hard you forgot your birthday. Wow. And the number one lie that the church says, I'm waiting on God. And God is waiting on you to engage in the fight. So not only do you ask that for spiritual discernment, you're asking for spiritual authority. And then you ask for me, once you get your spiritual authority, you tell Lord, teach me offense. Wow. Offense. Because you, you stay too long on the defense and you're getting beat up, but you ain't throwing no spiritual punches. Mm. That's why the devil understands authority. The devil understands rank. The devil understands authority and rank. That's why the devil, when he messed with the sons of Sceva, he said to them one thing. Jesus, I know, he has power. Paul, wow. I know, he has authority. Okay? So, so what he's saying to them, I can't mess with them because they got something that I can't touch. They got something that I can't come against. Them. They got offense. They got stuff. Listen, I was in a church in, in Florida a, a while ago, and this girl got demon-possessed. I mean, we're talking about crazy demon possessed. She was floating on the air. Wow. And I was in the back picking, I was in the back getting my books ready. I was, you know, the service was over. Uh, they had pastors, leaders, they had bishop, they had popes. Well, I don't know, they had so many titles in there. I forgot <laughs> how many on, titles they had up in there. <laughs> it was like the Cardinal. I mean, they had Gilligan was there, Skipper. I mean, everybody had titles. And, and they, they were holding this girl down. They had big guys holding this girl down. And, and they were saying, come out in the name of Jesus. Come out in the name of Jesus. You know what the demon told them? I don't care who you call. And I'm taking her home and I'm killing her. You can wow. call anybody you want. They, they can't do nothing. And then when I came out the room that I went up there, 
I, I heard the Holy Spirit said, tell him to lose her, let her go. And I told him, let her go. They said, she's too strong. She's going to destroy the place. This is how crazy this stuff. And, and, and the demon was saying, the, de the, de the devil that was inside this young lady was saying, she was in her 30, was saying, I don't care who you call. You can call Jesus all you want. I'm not leaving. I do whatever mm. I want. I own her. I own her. I own legal rights over her. And you can't do nothing about it. I mean, what an insult to the church. The devil is saying you can call on Jesus and you can't wow. do nothing about it. Because they didn't have, they didn't have authority. And then they had no, they had no spiritual warfare rank. They had no authority. And they didn't know, they, 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 they had offense. And when I came to pray for this girl that I laid my hands on her, all you saw, in her, she was laid on like this. All you saw was the white of her eyes. And when I went to put my hands on her, her eyes rolled back like slot machine. And her, her black came back. Her eyes, and she looked at me, tried to piss right through me, and she said, "You, I know, you, I know, you, I know." And I was able to catch that devil out of Come this girl, on. you know, because it is the power that lives in me that you know how to activate that. But man, listen, let me say, my mm. brother, I sleep with my, I sleep with my armor on. Come on, I sleep at night, my spiritual armor on. I dare the devil to come come to my come house. On. I dare the devil, the devil come to my house. Let me say, I, I I want to do a teaching one day. Maybe we'll do something on your show yes. one day about the spirits of the night. The spirits of the night, the one that come at night, that sleep with you, have sex with you in your dream, the one that pull your leg, the one that choke you, you can't scream Jesus because you're choking you. Those devils, I, we know how to dismantle, to uproot those devils out of your house. Those astral projecting people, those witches and warlocks, the astral project your house. I know how to cut the civil court, which is the legal right, the balance and scroll, which is the contract between home, that person and the demon. We need to destroy those things and let that... Let those people never, ever ask to project to your house. And we need to understand that those spirits of the night are the ones that drain you at night. They drain you. So you wake up tired. You go to bed. Wow. You go to bed. You sleep, but you wake up tired. And we need to know how to deal with those spirits of the night because they're assigned only at night to come after you. And we need to know how to shut the door and shut them down. Wow. Now talk to me. We're talking about spiritual warfare here. Talk to me about you were saying you would astro project, right? So you'd go somewhere else in the spirit huh? into people's houses. I, now, I know there's people, obviously, because there's so many people watching tonight, and then there'll be many people watching later on that have probably had witches, warlocks, astro project into their house. Uh, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe. Let me ask you a couple things. One is, how did you get legal right? Was it through movies? Was it through talk? How did you get legal right to get into people's homes, astro project? And then the other thing I want to ask you is, how do we prevent witches, warlocks, hexes, spells, different people from getting into our families, our kids, our marriages, astro projecting? What was the way that people were able to stop you from infiltrating like that? Well, when I used to astro project, I believe I have a contract. There's contract with certain demons okay. that help you astro project. Right, so you have these contracts and ceremonies in the demonic world. The different demons that play different roles in the demonic world. Mm. So those demons that you actually project, there was a contract, there was an agreement, there was like a, they call it a civil court. It's not really a court; it is the contract that bounds you together between that, you and that devil. So he's able to teach you how to come out your body, and then actually project because he needs a body. He needs you to come together with him as one to curse the neighborhood. Because if I can curse the neighborhood, I can curse the people. Wow. If I can put witchcraft, homosexual, if I can put poverty spirit, if I can put uh, premature death in those neighborhoods like Chicago, premature death. If there's a spirit over Chicago, premature death. Look at the killings that is going on in Chicago. People dying before their time. Right? Wow. Oh, you put you put poverty. So you put poverty spirit, like the spirit that came over Baltimore, right? The principality mm. of poverty spirit. Look at Baltimore, right? I mean, Baltimore is, I mean, I mean, we're talking about the poverty rate in Baltimore is crazy. These are demons. These are spirits. You know, they need to be kept. They need to be closed down in the spirit and caged up in the spirit and pull the blood of Jesus in the cage and let them be tormented so they can release the, they can release the atmosphere. They can release the region. 
So I would, so when the people would pay me, people would pay me to ask to project to come destroy your marriage. I would ask to project, leave my body, come to your house and bring discord and division and bring sickness upon your kids. I would bring those wow. things because the demon, the demon that would, I, I, was, I was circulating with, now I did any witch tonight that you're hearing me, any witch, any warlock, come ask your project to my house. I'll teach, you, I, I'll teach you a lesson. I will teach you a lesson never to ask your project again because I know how to separate the legal contract, break the contract, break the legal right, burn the bands and scroll, and separate one from another because now they can't connect. They can't, they can't talk and that confuse their languages. Now they can't communicate and someone has to drop dead. Wow. So you literally were, you, keep you, going, won't, keep going. you won't be able to get back into your body. Wow. That's what you call spiritual warfare. Now, if you want to get saved, I'll give you John 3 16. You want spiritual warfare, I'll beat you down like a pinata. Come on. Come to my house. Come on. Come on. So, literally, <laughs> there's people that once they ask for project, sometimes people die because they can't get back into their body. Yeah. Themselves. Yeah. They can't get back into their body. No, you can't get back and you pronounce as natural death. Wow. <laughs> and they're just going to say, oh, you died in your sleep, and that's it. Uh, you die, you sleep, natural death. And if that devil was actually projecting, but they don't know the history of the spirit run of that devil that was actually projecting, but there was someone like a John Ramirez that knew how to dismantle your contract when you in midair, so you won't get back home, okay, so which is your body. Now, when you're saying dismantling contracts, breaking, you're talking about prayers. These are the prayers we're talking about, the arsenal prayers. Prayers, that arsenal prayers, uh, the e-course that you put the link. These are the things that teach you how to be armed and dangerous. Mm. You can't, you know, pastors ain't teaching you. Like you said, get some friends together. Chip in. Put a few dollars each. Sit down. Take the course together. You know, ask yourself a question. You said, like you said, Christians are lazy. Christian one, oh, let the pastor pray for me. Let, let brother uh, Savior pray for me. You know, do it for me. Do it for me. Do it. Put oil on me. I'm a chicken. Put oil on me. Anoint me. Take the demon out of me. And then back to, and then, then you don't deal, you don't deal with the patterns and cycles. Mm. Because and then the demon away the season, he'll come back. Wow. You see people set free. You see people get stressed free from pornography. Six months later, they're back in pornography because they don't know how to deal with the root of the issue. Wow. Now, we're going to pray some arsenal prayers here soon at the end. I want to ask you yeah. one or two more things, that questions that, have, that came in the last time over and over that we didn't get to answer. Many people ask me, I sold my soul to the devil. I, I don't know if it's they met the actual devil, but I've heard, you've, I'm sure you know more about this than I do, but the, over and over they say, someone came and brought me a contract, so it was like a demon, or they, they thought it was the devil, maybe it was, but I don't think it was the devil, but a demon came and brought me a contract asking to buy my soul, and I've heard over over and over and over in my years of doing deliverance and I signed the contract. Can you talk about once someone signs their soul to the devil, it, a lot of people believe you can't break it. You never could get saved. Talk about breaking that or selling your soul to the devil. How does that work? Is that even real? Does that actually happen? No, it, 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 it's, this, this is the mind. We're going back to the mind, right? Mm. Whatever I make you believe in your mind, you believe in the, you believe in the natural, mm. right? Because the, the, the selling your soul, you can't sell your soul because it doesn't belong to you anyway. It belongs to Jesus. The Bible said the point of every man die is the judgment. I mean, your soul wow. go to heaven. You'll be judged, right? So you can't sell. But the devil will bring a contract. He'll bring, he'll, like I did. I got the marks here. I got wow. my marks here. I, you know, it, it, it's, it, it, I'm not selling my soul. I'm in agreement with the devil. Mm. So now I'm in agreement with it. I lose my soul later because when the judgment come and I don't know Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, I'm going to hell. So I lost, and my soul was supposed to go back to heaven. So I lost. I went back, I go to hell. But you can't sell something that doesn't, you don't have the, the deed to it. You can't sell your car if you don't have the title. Mm. Jesus owned the title of your car. But the devil will make you believe that you sold your soul because the devil doesn't ask you to sell something. He's actually come in agreement with him.
Wow. So the contract is coming in agreement with the devil to do his deeds, to do his dirty work. So he'll give you what you want, but you're doing his deed, but your soul, in the end, has to answer to God. Wow. So you, there's actually no such thing as selling your soul, but you are no, making a contract, giving a access. Yeah. Wow. Right, giving access of you, you're selling your life. You're selling your time to the devil. Your your timeshare. Your timeshare. Wow. So you can give your timeshare. So you can give your life to Jesus as a timeshare, right? You can give your life to Jesus and he'll redeem your time. You know, and he'll give you he'll give you good works to do, but you can give your time to the devil, and the devil will use you until he don't need you no more and he'll destroy you. And your soul will never sow. That is a life on the pits of hell. Wow. Now, so let me just make this clear. For the astro projecting, if there was a house or believers that prayed, that pleaded the blood of Jesus over their house, you weren't able or didn't have a contract to get into that house and that covered that house? When you're talking this about is a real, this had to be a real believer that knows spiritual warfare. Mm. That's why spiritual warfare is so essence in the church. But if you got a Mickey Mouse believer, if you got a Sunday believer, if you got a weak Christian believer, if you got a believer that don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, wow. I can go to his house and rage, rage. I can go to his house and you ever seen? Ask people today, they're listening today, they got into their house and their furniture been rearranged. Wow. They go to the house and things are missing. Things are missing. In the house, and they wonder why it's missing. I put it here. How did I lose it? It's the devil taking your stuff and rearranging your furniture because you have no authority. You're not practicing what you're supposed to practice spiritual warfare. You're not a spiritual sniper. You're just a Sunday Christian. It's a difference between a Christian and a believer. Wow. Which one are you? Which one are you? You're a believer? A believer is sold out for Jesus. The Christian just go to church on Sundays. Wow. Come on. I'm telling you guys. I so you, you, can't do, you, you, can't do, you can't do spiritual warfare when you're a part-time Christian, when you try and fight full-time devil. Come on. Come on. Say that. You know what I mean, my brother? I mean, you, you, know, you know, I'm preaching to the choir. You know your heart. You, you're a spiritual sniper to be Jesus Christ. You're a frontline minister. You're mm -hmm. armed and dangerous. You're special ops for Jesus Christ. That's who you are. That's what the devil, when he come look at you, he said, give me something easier. Come on, come on. <laughs> Guys, this is what, you know, this is what we all summed it up to and summed it, I guess we'd say we can conclude with, unless you had anything else you wanted to share. I would say we have to be sold out. We have to be all in. There's so many people listening now that are halfway in, halfway out, yet they're confused as to why mm -hmm. their mind or their will or their emotions are a playground for the enemy. The devil plays on halfway believers. The devil plays mm -hmm. on believers that are on the fence. And the only way mm -hmm. that the enemy has no legal right over you is you go all the way in and you sell out for God. And so I believe if there's anything else you want to say before we get into a quick prayer here for the people, um, I believe it's time for the church to go all in. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, either you dress for fight, you dress for the war, or you stay home. You know, Gillian, what happened again? Jesus said, the ones that are fair, go home. Mm. Go home. Jesus said, I just need 300. Either you're in in the 300, wow. you're, in, you're in or you're out. You can't be, you can't serve two masters. You can't, you can't cast out a devil that you're going to sleep with them next week. Wow. So, I leave it there, my brother. I'm, I, love, I'm done. I love it. So here's what we're going to do, guys. I'm going to have John pray hey, some arsenal prayers. I want to break, you know, spells, hexes, assignments. Some of you want to break those legal rights that you've given those demons to come, the contracts. So I'm going to ask you, John, if you don't mind, just start, just pray some of those yeah, arsenal prayers. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go Before ahead. we hit the arsenal, yeah. I know this from history, we, 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 you and I want to call my brother. Mm -hmm. I love you. Love and you, one, one thing I want to, I want to say is people, before we pray for people and break stuff off of people. Ask people in the chat room. This is a serious moment. This is a mm -hmm. very serious moment. Ask people in the chat room. 
ask people in the chat room who's saved and who's not. Mm. Because this is the, this is the thing. If you cast out a demon, you break something at the person, that demon come back seven times with something worse, and then they're gonna think that our ministry sucked. Wow. They're gonna think that we put something on them. Either you make a you make a decision for Jesus Christ tonight. The, the reason you're in the chat room tonight because this is your this is your divine appointment. God's giving you an open opportunity to come to the cross. And if you don't come to the cross tonight and you were to go to sleep tonight and you miss it and you pass away, you will not make heaven. And this is not a religious thing. This is a relationship thing with Jesus. So if you want us to pray for you and you want us to cast out, break, curse, destroy the works of darkness, alters, patterns, and cycles of your life, that you can be completely set free and be the believer that God called you to be, be those vessels of honor for Jesus Christ. You have to make a decision tonight that you, those in the chat room right now, I can't see, Come my on. brother can see who they are. All you have to do is say, I want Jesus Christ. Just type something. I want Jesus Christ to come to my life. And my brother will lead you into the sinner's prayer. And then we can pray for you and deal with your generational devils that is tormenting you. And it's going to take you to hell if you don't wake up today. Yeah, so here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to pray over you. I'll say this. When I got saved, I came up as an atheist. As you guys know, I grew up in church. I became an atheist. I came up cussing to God, saying, I don't believe in you. I don't want anything to do with you. And then a minute later, I'm speaking in tongues, full of the Holy Ghost, saved and never gone back. (laughs) It has to be on the inside of you. There has to be something that says, God, I want to follow you. As John said, this is not some religious prayer we're praying. This is, I'm I'm not going to do a repeat after me. This is something where you have to say, I want to turn from my ways. I want to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want to lay everything down. Now, here's the reality, and this is what evangelists will not tell you. Jesus did not convince people to follow him. He actually told people they couldn't follow him because they weren't willing to surrender. You have to be willing. I'm not going to paint this as a cheap thing. You have to be willing to say, Lord, I lay my life down. The Bible says, if any man wants to come after me, he must first lay his life down. You have to lay down your mm-hmm. emotions, your will, your ambitions, your dreams, your own visions. Everything has to be emptied out. You have to say, Lord, with everything on the inside of me, I want to follow after you so right now if that's you let me know in the chat where i'm going to begin to pray for you and i want you in your own words to just say lord i repent when peter preached they asked peter what should we do and peter said repent you need to change the way you think and you need to turn away from your sin so here's what we're going to do as i'm praying for you i want you to repent i want you to turn from your ways in your own words i want you to say lord i'll follow you so father right now we ask that your power and your anointing would be released father we thank you that repentance is a gift from you and we just pray that you would release the spirit and the gift of repentance that you would release breakthrough over these people that your holy spirit power would go forth your word says that salvation is a supernatural experience according to romans 1 16 is the power of god that men are saved father you told nicodemus that we must be born again so father we pray by the power of the holy spirit that people would be born again right now by the power of the holy spirit the repentance would break out Lord, right now that you're calling people home, that your word says nobody comes to the Father unless the Spirit first draws them. So, Father, we pray right now, draw people to you in Jesus' name. Lord, those that are genuine, that want to serve you, let them lay everything down and follow after you. Come on, right now, wherever you're at, just say, Lord, I lay it all down. Lord, I follow after you. Lord, I know that you died on the cross. I know that you paid the price. And I'm choosing right now to serve you with everything in me. I'm tired of being a playground for the enemy. I'm tired of being a vessel of darkness. I'm tired of following the the plans that the enemy has for my life. I want the plans that you have for my life. Right now, that's you. Just say, I repent and begin to pray. And I believe the Holy Spirit's going to fill you. I pray right now, even before we pray these arsenal deliverance prayers, I pray baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. I pray that God would fill you with his supernatural power, that God would fill you and God would anoint you for the work of the ministry. Father, we pray baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
with the evidence of speaking in tongue. We pray, fill them with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Fill them with the power of the Holy Spirit and let your anointing flow right now in Jesus' name, Father. We thank you for all of those. The Bible says that all of heaven rejoices when one person turns to him. And I believe tonight some of you are being born again. Some of you are being saved. Some of you are being resaved that have gone back. And I believe right now the Lord is regenerating you. Um, and we're going to pray some arsenal prayers over you. We're going to break some stuff off of you right now. Amen. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, yes. Father, we send an eviction notice on the devil tonight in the name of Jesus. Devil, listen to us in Jesus' name right now. Satan, listen to me in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm attacking you from the third heaven, sitting with Jesus Christ in the highs of the highest heaven, from my position of authority over the kingdom of darkness right now. So over the region, the north, the south, and the east, everywhere people is listening to the sound of our voice. My brother and I, we come in an agreement. With, there's power in agreement. There's power in unity. We come in an agreement for your salvation, healing, and deliverance. Right now, we shut down the first and second heaven. We paralyze every devil in the ground that's trying to communicate and take orders from the first and second heaven. We change their language, confuse them right now in the name of Jesus Christ. We set the judgments of God upon every demon. We release angels from Michael's quarter to go into your region, to go into your homes right now. Right now, and beat these devils down. Right now, cage them up, yes. put the blood of Jesus in their cages. Father, I break sickness, I break homosexual spirit. I break tormenting devils. I break the, the spirits of the night. We paralyze every astral projecting devil that has astral projected in your home, your family, your loved ones. We break, destroy, we dismantle right now contract, legal rights in the name of Jesus Christ. Bands and scroll, burned by the fire of the Holy Spirit. We burn, we put the judgment of God upon every devil of sickness, tormenting devil, every devil of alcohol, pornography. And suicide, oppression, depression, premature death, COVID-19, devil, you die, you show up and die in the name of Jesus Christ. We break every satanic power's altars in the spirit realm that has your name on it, has your clothes on it, has your picture on it, has your hair on it. We break the satanic power. We break every curse, effect, voodoo. We break every incantation, every contract that you've done with Ouija board, tea leaves, every contract that you've done with the devil, with tarot cards. We destroy the works of darkness, every demonic door that you have opened. No, 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 no. That has captivated your mind. We break it off you in the name of Jesus Christ. We set the devil's camp on fire. We let the devils confuse each other, attack mm. each other in the name of Jesus. We command the we command right now in the name of Jesus Christ, warring angels to be released from Michael's quarter to go down into your neighborhood, go down into your region, go down into your neighbor, your church, your pastor. Clean house in Jesus' name. Break, destroy, dismantle, curse at the root. Let every witchcraft devil show up and die. Let every generation of curse down the bloodline, your mom, your father's side, your grandfather's side, your grandmother's side, all the way down to Adam. We curse it to the root in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we declare right now in open heaven, renew the minds, the heart, the spirit of every person here listening to the sound of our voice. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, right now, we, Zechariah chapter 2, 5. Father God, right now, a wall of fire upon every believer right now. Father, we break, destroy, dismantle every assignment and every pattern cycle of repeat in the name of Jesus Christ. There's many Christians that are in a hamster wheel. They're moving, but they're not going anywhere. Mm. We destroy every stagnating devil in the name of Jesus, every mind control devil. Right now, every suicide, every oppression, depression. Right now, every betrayer, every unforgiveness devil, we destroy in the name of Jesus Christ. Every devil that has a stronghold on your life. Father, we break the stronghold. We break patterns and cycles in Jesus' name. We pray every stagnated devil that's stealing the person, purpose, and destiny and the spiritual oxygen out of their life. Father, right now, we put the judgment of God. We put the fire of God. We put arrows and dip in the blood of Jesus Christ to destroy every target, the devil's camp, that has your name on it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much, John Ramirez. 
Thank you. Stayed with us for an hour and a half. We've been live now. I just want to say, bro, I love you. You're a brother to me. I, I appreciate you. Too, you. As I've told you before, yeah, and too. guys, listen, guys, I want to say this. So into the stream tonight. Hit that top link. Yes. Um, later, I'm gonna, I have cash up Venmo, all that on the second link. I'm going to bless. As I say every week, guys, I'm going to bless him regardless of whatever you guys give. But help me tonight. Bless him. Help me so into his ministry because I he didn't ask for anything. As I say, he didn't ask for anything, but I want to bless him. I want to sow into his ministry of what God is doing through him. Not only am I going to send him a, a financial seed, but I want you guys to sign up, guys. It's more, it goes beyond just sowing your finances. The Bible says where the tre your treasure is, though there is your heart. It goes into supporting and sowing into your own spiritual life to being equipped. It's just like when the army sends you off to boot camp and they spend thousands of dollars to train you. It's just like in law enforcement when you go to the police academy for seven months. Get in the Holy Spirit's boot camp Get in the spiritual warfare's boot camp and start getting trained up. I didn't even, even the stuff right. you shared tonight, John, about astral projecting, I didn't know any of that where you're talking about going into people's homes. And I want to say this, listen, mm -hmm. we need to get trained up in the church of this. We need to start building walls, building protection around our kids and our family and start realizing this is not just happenstance, but the enemy has been infiltrating our lives and we need to break this. So guys... If you got blessed tonight, as we say, do not dine and dash. I'm going to go over all the donations after I get them off here. I'm going to hang out and talk to you guys, give you guys some announcements. But please, 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 if you are blessed, yeah. if you got touched, sew in $10, $20, $30. There's thir there's a 13 or 1,100 of you still on here. I know some of you jumped off because you got your blessing. Praise the Lord. But don't just dine and dash. Be a blessing to what God is doing. I've linked John's okay. page in the description, guys. So I don't just want you to do that, but please go follow him. Please get on his page. Be a part of what he's doing. Be a part of what God is saying. Um, and it would really help me if you guys would go like his page. It's in the description. And really just start supporting his ministry and what God is doing. And John, is there anything else you want to tell my, us about where we could find you? Oh, my brother. Yeah. No, Instagram. You can go to Instagram. Find me there. I, a lot of time I put stuff there. I do videos on YouTube to help okay. people. I do seven-minute videos on spiritual warfare. And also the e-course. I got, I got unbelievers signing for the e-course. Wow. Uh, they don't even know Jesus, but they, they know they, they have to fight. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Revival Lifestyle Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to www.isaiahsaldivar.com for more content. And please follow me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Isaiah Saldivar. See you next week.